So, so I tried to take the out, but I was also caring about her, that her mom just died. I was like, let's just stay in touch. We'll stay friends. And I did. I texted her like two or three times a week just to be like, how's oh it goodness. going? How are you doing? Yes. So then like every two weeks, she'd get drunk and be like, why won't you be my boyfriend? Or not drunk, just crazy. <laughs> like, why, why did you break up with me? And I'm like, oh, explaining. You, you thought it was a good idea. I did too. I'm just not in a good space for this. Truly, I was not. Like, I'm not lying. This is not working and it shouldn't be going on. So um, I would just keep that going. And then one day she's just like, I'm going to send Amy all the pictures and all of our texts. I'm going to tell her everything that happened. So my mind is here. Either Amy's going to come to the table and want to work on our marriage. Uh-huh. At that point, like once we go do some counseling and I feel like it's a safe space to talk about this stuff and you're not going to just eviscerate me for having for having sexual desires and finally reaching out to somebody on the internet for for this. Um we're going to we're going to talk about it and we can fix this for the sake of what we had in our kids. So that's one side or the other side is I don't want to lose my kids. Like I don't want to be paying you alimony because of uh because you think you you deserve it because you you don't want to work uh because you think this is cheating on you or whatever and you're not cheating on me with the guy that fixed our wall or the guy that fixed the air conditioning or the guy that repairs our cars. That's not happening. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, even that I didn't care about. I don't want to lose my kids. I love yeah. my kids more than anything in the world. I love my kids so much that I won't keep them from Amy because I know they love Amy just as much and I want it to be 50-50 for them. I don't want them to grow up weird or have all these weird issues or miss their mom like I want it to be as normal as possible I love them that much but, even though at this point I feel like them staying with Amy is dangerous yeah so um so I this is what I'm thinking like okay my gut reaction to that was like do it I'll upload your pictures to the some porn site on the internet that was my first thing I texted to her and then I'm like, what the fuck, dude? This is not you. Call her. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I know I just said this. I would never do that. But please stop threatening me. This is you're threatening to hurt me and hurt my family. Please stop. Don't ever do this. Okay? I'm not gonna do it. I'm deleting all your pictures. Like in good faith. I hope you do the same to me. She did not. She mailed it or emailed it, somehow got in touch with Amy. And I think that was it. Like, Amy needed that to divorce me. Got it. Divorced me. And then you know the rest of the story. This lady won't fucking leave me alone. She keeps sending pictures of my dick to people <laughs> that are on the pick on boot shop or Five Iron Friends uh, fans, which is a international felony it's like an international crime you can't share people's pictures 
without their consent. She's doing it left and right. Um, side note, if anybody wants to see my dick, I just ask. <laughs> okay, now, sorry. Here's, here's the thing, Reese. I'm, I'm going to go deep on you here. All right. With everything, with everything that you've been through, have you, you know, they always talk about like you have to forgive yourself, like to get rid of these feelings and everything like that. Have you, your, your marriage is just, it's freshly, it's freshly over is the Mm -hmm. term that I want to come out of my mouth, but that doesn't sound right, you know, but you're, you're just recently divorced. There we go. You're recently divorced. Your head is still spinning. You have multiple things going on in your life. We all know from the pickle and boot shop, the struggles, the ups and downs that you've had, the, the good mental days, the good, the, you know, the, the bad mental days. Have you ever gotten to the point? Have you gotten to that point yet where you've forgiven yourself that you've said, Amy has been a shitty, shitty wife, allegedly. Amy has been a shitty, shitty wife, and she did some crap things to me. I have done some crap things, and I have done some, you know, some pretty shitty things. Have you have you done that? Have you come to that place where you're like, you know what? I that you know, like I maybe Amy wasn't a ton of the problem. Maybe I was right in there with it. Have you said that to yourself and realized, you know, I I was a part of this whole thing as you go back over and you talk about your story. It's you know, I I I had to so so I had to do that. So in in my in my first marriage and part of my second quick marriage, I had to you know, I've talked about on the show where I came to that place where nothing else nothing else mattered in my life except my relationship with Christ. And like I had I was at the bottom of the barrel. My kids, it's the first time in my life that I'm in an empty house that I was told by a judge that on these days I can't see my children. Um, my kids would have to, you know, would be with their mom who promised that they would never, ever see certain people in their lives again. And suddenly those people are a main part of their life. Um, all these different things and, and like the control that like, like how you talked about the safety of your children. Like I just had to believe that, okay, my kids are with their mom. Their mom would never hurt them. Um, if their mom is having these people in their life, there's nothing I can do about it, but my kids are safe. And you have to, you have to come to this. I had to come to this realization. And again, I've talked about it on the show where I realized that the stuff that I was going to church and that mask that you're putting on and a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this show, this like this Christian culture and all this stuff, none of that means anything. I got to the point where I realized I could have done this better as a husband. I screwed up here. I screwed up there. What I was doing here probably didn't probably didn't help my marriage. The way that I was thinking here, you know, all these different things, I could no longer say this person in my life, it was all their fault. And when I like accepted 
all of that, that I was a shitty person and that I did some shitty stuff, you know, and, and I probably wasn't the, the best husband. It was at that point that all this other stuff in Christianity, all this Christian culture, all this, you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't gamble, you can't listen to this type of music, you know, you can't do this, you can't do, all of that just crumbled away. Because yeah. I was literally broken. I had that Lieutenant Dan moment out on the boat where I was just broken. And everything that I thought how my life would be scripted, if I did this, I would be in a good place here. If I went to church every Sunday, I'd be in a good place here. If I didn't act this way or I did act this way. And when I let all of that go and I was like, this is me. I'm goofy. My language gets a little crazy sometimes. I enjoy a drink, not as much as I used to. I've cut back a lot, but I enjoy a drink. Um, I enjoy these different things. This is who I am. And within all of that, I love Jesus. If I die today, I know I'm going to heaven. I love Jesus with all my heart. I don't look like Joel Olstein. I don't look like Billy Graham. My lives are probably not that. My my life is not like Jason Carson. My life is my life, but I love Jesus and I know that I failed and I I I wasn't like at age 30, I wasn't the 30-year-old that I thought I would be when I was a 14-year-old kid in the youth group thinking of my future. I didn't live up to that. And I had to realize that, that, man, I'm broken. For the longest time, I talked about myself. I th- again, I think I've said it on the show. I talked about myself as being John Constantine from DC Comics. Like, I was just this broken, dirty angel. And, like, did I love Jesus and was I a Christian? Yeah. But I was a lot filthier than the people I thought around me. Yeah. And when I just realized that and I took that weight off, like those five iron shoulder pads that you had to wear at shows... When I just realized that and I took that off and I just said, you know what? Like, I'm absolutely broken. I'm transparent. This is my life. If you guys have any questions about it, like to my friends, family, I will not hold back. I will tell you every gory detail. May I hesitate? May I hesitate? Because some stuff is is embarrassing or whatever to like come out and, you know, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's there and that's who I am. And if that can help somebody else, if that can help my children, my, my family, I grew up with tons of secrets, you know, and it's, I'm still 45 years old and I find out a little like secret tidbit here. I find a little secret family tidbit there. Yeah. You know, you know, if I can help my kids grow up, you know, to say, Hey, this is what I went through. This is what I went through growing up being a Christian. This is what I did when I started, you know, just getting out there and, and trying things or kind of thinking on my own or life just deals you a hand. Um, you know, this is how I dealt with it, but I don't know if I'm getting off on a tangent, but I just, I want to let you know that, you know, I'm That's your friend. This is great. Well, I'm, I'm your, I'm your friend. And so this is how I always think about things. Love you, I would rather, I love you too, buddy. I would rather tell somebody the straight, the God's honest truth and have you hate me for a year and after it sets in, to come back and say, hey, man, thanks for being the only person in my life that shot straight with me. I would rather go through you having a year of hating me, but a year of healing, getting to a better place than go through five, ten years 
of of hurting and i never told you you know what what i thought but but my 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 words to you my my encouragement to you are just realize that as you go back and you listen to this yeah you probably did some shitty stuff too oh i did a lot of shit you know and just just close that chapter like you are divorced now close that chapter that is done and you have today you have today to be the person that you still want to be you have today to be the father that you want to be you know yeah. so it's like what do you want to get up and eat every day what do you want to drink every day what do you want to exercise do you want to do this how do you want to act to your neighbors you no longer have to be defined by a shitty marriage you no longer have to be defined by um I was this guy that sent pictures to another woman. Like you no longer have to be defined by that. That was done. It's over with. That whole chapter of your life is over with. And you have today to be whatever you want. You can't control her anymore. You know, you can't control that situation. Who she has over at the house, who she's dating, any of that. Zero control over it. Zero. So it's not even worth worrying. Because you have your road that you have to, you know, you you have your road that you got to walk down your path. But yeah, you know, the thing that sucks is that path now is dealing with still Amy, who is incredibly angry and vengeful. Yeah. Enough that she's like, oh, my new best friend, Agata Zawa, is going to just come on over. I don't. I had to send her child support in arrears. I had to send her a big check for this. I mean, it's double it's, child support I'm paying. It's absolutely bizarre. I think every listener here thinks it's absolutely bizarre that the woman who contacts you to say that I've been having an online uh, relationship with your husband is mm-hmm. someone who your ex-wife would now go to for friendship and invite her over. That's bizarre. Like if Dr. Phil could get at that, that is bizarre. Right. That that there is there is stuff going on there. Like that is absolutely bizarre. Bizarre. I don't think Not, in any even world even if Agatha was completely mentally stable, which if any of you have had interaction with her, you tell me. She's right, not. right, right. She's not like I don't know if she's violent, but hey, we're all apes. We're all like that chimpanzee. We can all eat somebody's face at some point. <laughs> right, right. Everybody has the potential for violence. I don't want a crazy lady to fly three thousand allegedly, miles and allegedly twenty feet from my kids. Yeah, no, it's it's a brutal feeling, and and I don't I don't know. I don't know the I don't know the feeling dealing with someone with that pedigree. I know the feeling of my kids are not with me. They're with their mom, but there's also yeah. other people in that house or person in that house who I don't want them to be with. And that that took a lot of that took a lot of of <sighs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to make this seem like a bigger deal than it is. There was no way that I could deal with it. When I was going to say it took a lot of soul searching or whatever, that's not the case. The case, yeah. what happened to me was it was time. It was, you know, 
at, at the beginning, uh, the kids would be with my wife and whoever she had over at the house and I hated it and I wanted to go over and kick those people out of the house and tell them that they couldn't be around my kids. And then the next week I would get my kids and I would enjoy every minute that I had with them. And then they would go yeah. back to their moms and I would worry, worry, worry. Who are they with? Who are they interacting with? Are they meeting this person? Are they meeting that person? Well, then after a while, after time, and they come to my, they come back to me and they're smiling and they're you know, they're enjoying life and they just enjoy the fact that they can be here with dad and all this stuff. It just started. I think it just, it became normal that like, they're not going over to their moms. They're not being subjected to all this, this stuff and, and whatnot. So that's how it helped with me. In your case, it's going to be, it could be, I'm not going to say it's going to be, it could be tougher, because you're yeah. dealing with someone who may be mentally unstable. I think that, you know, for, for me in, in my mind, I think it was someone who hurt you, who your wife is, is with. And in my case, it was someone who, you know, who hurt me that was, yeah. you know, so, yeah, like Man, kind I, of flipped I there. Wouldn't, but I wouldn't care if I felt like Agatha was like on the level i like yeah. i just like cool i don't care who your friends are i don't know i don't want a crazy person around my kids and then it makes me wonder like what like what is the level of screening that amy is going through with everyone else yeah if if this is if if you're just willing to use my kids as pawns in your game of revenge for against me what what does this say about you as a parent? Yeah. That bothers me. If, now, if th- it never crossed her mind that if she never got like, oh, this lady's a little bit off vibes, like, does it never, like, is, is this appropriate? Yeah. To, now, to bring somebody from the UK. Yeah. Who, who I know because she sent me all this dirt on my husband and that gave me the, the, freedom to divorce yeah. him. It was the first Is that appropriate? It was the first time in history that textortion or sextortion was used. First time in history. Yeah, first she, time. I think you did. were the first person that was sextorted Ooh. on the internet. But also it is an international crime, people. But here's another thing. So if you've gotten these pictures, just go in and report her. Here's Interpol. here's another thing though. If we walk down the road and you let your mind go and say, let's say, let's say she's not crazy. Let's say uh, your guys' communications and the way you took things, just like how when we text people and we can't text tone and we can't text sarcasm and we can't text all those things and things get lost in translation. Let's just say, let's let our brains go here for a minute. Let's just say, Things were lost in translation between the two of you. Let's just say she doesn't pray to Azrael or some (laughs) Azrael Abyss. Azrael Abyss. Um, For those of you, Saturday Night Live, Chris Kattan, Azrael Abyss. Um, You know, so let's say, so she may pray to some demon god, um, you know, some pagan uh, people against goodness and normalcy. But let's say, other than that, and this dealing that you've had with her, let's sh- let's just say she's 
She's decent. She's never killed anybody. There's something there that your wife has said. You know, that like, I don't know what I'm saying. I guess I'm just trying to say, I don't think your wife, I don't think Amy would allow some deranged, possibly dangerous goof to be around kids. It's one thing if she did it's one thing like if she wants to walk down that road and be like hey i'm gonna dance i'm gonna dance with this rabid dog you know and she Uh, wants to put herself in danger yeah okay that's fine but here's the scenario okay is that dog does this dog have rabies if you find him in the park and you're just like oh kids let's go or let's see if this dog's friendly let's go do that but if you know the dog is rabid and you fly the dog 3,000 miles and invite them to stay in your house next to your kids? That's well, where that's, well, that's the issue I'm having. Right. And I think that's what I'm having a poor, I'm, I'm trying to get through poorly. I'm trying to caveman my way through this. Through your lens, she's a rabid dog. Through Amy's lens, she's not. Through Amy's lens, let, I'm just going to say that this might be hurtful to hear, but let's say she's just a friend to Amy. Mm. So to you, mm-hmm. she's a nutcase to Amy. She's and, a, she, and several other people. Oh yeah. 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 Everyone I know who's ever Reese, interacted believe, with her. Believe me, like, yeah. I've, I've interacted yeah. with her. I've seen the emails to me. I, you know, I've, I've read the emails too. So, you know, but, but if all she's ever shown to Amy is friendship or whatever, like that's, uh, yeah. I, th- I think I think I may just have talked myself out of it by by trying to be a voice of reason and maybe looking at it from a different angle. <laughs> I think you I'm know, back to your side. You. I'm like, I think I'm back like, to your Amy side. Amy wants to date the stonemason. Yeah, she wants to hang out with him. Kids are going to hang out with him. Whoever she's going to date, I have no control over that. Yeah. I can teach my kids about like don't don't let anybody touch your no no squares. Yeah, uh, don't let if somebody tells you they're going to kill you or hurt your parents if you tell. You tell. Yeah. I tell my kids that all the time. I mean, you tell me. I'm just tell me because they won't kill you and they won't hurt me. I tell them this. This is me because I'm worried about men being around my kids. I don't have any control over that. I have given up that control. But this lady's crazy. And yeah. Amy not just was like, hey, here's my friend who's a little off. Come on over. Just flies her over. I don't know if she paid for it or helped pay for it. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Agatha paid her own plane ticket, flew over randomly to Virginia. And then Amy was like, oh, you're in You're in town? I'll just come get you. Yeah. Listeners, I'm going to be honest. Much credit. Yeah. L- listeners, I'm going to be honest. I can't play devil's advocate anymore on this. I think this is absolutely bizarre. Dude. I think it is absolutely bizarre. I can't. I can't try and take the other um, vantage point and and help you know uh, see see this situation from a different angle. I think it's absolutely bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Mm-hmm. That's my week. <laughs> <laughs> that that's my past three days. It's been a week. That's my past three days. It's yeah. Been a week. Yikes. Um, yeah. We've got about two hours, Joe. 
Have how, we? How was your week? <laughs> my my week is crazy. Or my week was good. I went. Uh, I was at a conference for work in beautiful Traverse City, Michigan. I, be- I believe it's the cherry capital of the world, at least the or of the United States. I think it's at least the cherry Isn't capital it? of Michigan. There's a film festival there. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. and and so By your your friend uh, Michael Moore. Yeah, Michael Moore puts it on. So I was up in Traverse City, had a good time, um, good conference, and then came back, and then my stepmom had her seventy fifth. Uh, birthday bash. She rented a hall, did it up real good. So me and the kids and Heidi went up to the birthday bash. That's amazing. Yep. Had a good time there. And then, uh, yeah. And then this week I've been uh, at roofer training. So yesterday was, uh, we were at the nail gun range Mm -hmm. and uh, working on, uh, working on our nail gun skills. Cool. And then today, uh, I normally work from uh, seven in the morning to three in the afternoon. But today, I have to work three in the afternoon to eleven p.m. Uh, doing more training, more roofing training at a uh, at a big training facility. Um, that's actually close to Heidi's house. It's about a half mile from Heidi, which is about yeah. forty five minutes from from Royal Oak, where where I, I stay with my sister. So uh, it was just easier to stay out at Heidi's last night, and then today at two fifty-five, I can leave the house and be there before three uh, to do my uh, training later. So that's what allowed us to to do this today. Was you were you were off work, and then I was uh, I was off the morning, so we we were able to do this. I actually thought this went really good for being a morning thing. Really good. I feel very awake despite the fact that I've had two cups of coffee and then started drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something. That's a um, that's a whole nother episode right there. Whoo! <laughs> um all right, guys. Patreons, freebies, we love you. Thanks for listening to my Entire sorted story and some of Joe's. We yeah, we have other episodes where we talk about. We keep it, it is on the docket to talk about uh, just uh, kind of like you you called it sacred cows. I think things that we used to believe. Yeah, of Christianity or Christian culture that we maybe don't anymore, and I think. Many of our listeners are this on the same page, but like, I don't know. I'd love to talk about this stuff because it's yeah, for I, sure. I analyze all this all this stuff, and probably most of it is just like I'm. I'm just tired of fighting, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna partake in this. Yeah, some of that happens, but like I believe I've thought it through, and I think like my faith was super rigid when I was uh, when I first came to it, and. Now it's just like, dude, let's just love people. Yeah. Let's just, can we just get some hugs in? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that on a different episode, but for now. We are out of here. Skirted that and we're peacing out. Yep. And I just bashed my elbow on a chair next to me. So I think that got picked up on the microphone. Well, I'm going to go take my third poop of the day because. Joe.
I had Metamucil yesterday, like a double glass of it. So mm-hmm. I woke up at like five in the morning and pooped. Uh, then I got up. Well, right before we recorded, I, I pooped and then I had two cups of coffee. And so now I have to poop again. That's amazing, Joe. Yep. So that's that, you guys. And we will uh, we'll talk to you later. See you. All right. Peace of pizza. Bye.